Thanks, Tim. It's wonderful to add my welcome to those of Tim through to you all this morning on Review Sunday. Our passage for today is Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 to 25, and these are the verses that we have set aside for our vision, underpinning our vision for this year as followers of Jesus, sharing the goodness of God with everyone. So I'm going to read the passage now. Hebrews 10, 19 to 25. Therefore, Brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our series on the book of Hebrews has given us a full picture of what Jesus has done for us. Jesus has opened up access for us to draw near to God. That's extraordinary. We have access right into the presence of our almighty creator by the work of his son, our loving saviour, Jesus Christ. Jesus, who is greater than all the angels, all the prophets, and all the priests, and is now king enthroned on high, has brought in a new and living way that means we are no longer held captive by guilt, by shame, regret, by disappointment or self-blame, by our faults and failings. No, the blood of Jesus, that one perfect sacrifice, has cleansed us from all of that. Hallelujah. Making the choice to accept the reality of what Jesus has done brings about a radical change of heart and mind. No longer living as isolated, self-absorbed individuals, but now living as part of God's family, part of the community of faith. And as we persist in faith through these volatile times, it's vital that Jesus, who he is and what he's done, fills our horizons. And these verses have guided what this year is about as we've affirmed who we are as a church a church committed to reaching out to others, a church committed to grow by people coming to faith in Jesus. And the way we do that is as followers together, sharing the goodness of God with everyone. And this year we've had a focus, and we continue to have that focus, on prayer, discipleship, and kingdom, which we see from these verses. Prayer as a key priority to draw near to God. 
the past has been cleansed, our standing before God means that we can pray, bring our intercessions, bring our requests to God. And not only that, we've learned through this passage in this series on Hebrews that Jesus, our great high priest, is interceding, is praying on our behalf with discipleship as we encourage each other to hold unswervingly to the hope that we have in God. Our future is secure in the promise of our faithful God. And then with kingdom, as we spur each other on to love and good deeds, reaching out to folks who don't know Jesus yet and sharing what we have with those people. I absolutely love Review Sunday as it gives this opportunity to hear what's happening and especially to thank God for everything, to give glory to God. It's so brilliant to hear what everyone is involved in. So we're going to take time now just to hear uh, from four different people about some of the things that have been going on in the life of our church as, we've, as we are going through this year. So I'd like to invite Kelly up first to uh, join me up here. Great. Here we are. So Kelly, as our part-time children's worker, tell us a little bit about what's been going on in, in B Kids. Yeah. Um, so we have been focusing um, on during Sundays the the last few months on um, parties that parties of the Old Testament that point to Jesus. So um, it's been a real blast telling the kids about the Day of Atonement and um, wow. the other different um, festivals and how how it is that Jesus is is in those those things. Um, and also, yeah, looking at the character and nature of God, as well as putting on like. Um, parties, evangelistic parties, like the Night of Light, which I got to share my testimony with the kids. Um, and that was really, really fun to see lots of kids come and hear about the gospel um, uh, through that, but also through the pancake party, um, yeah. which uh, we had actually 70 kids show up to. So wow. we're really looking forward to having more kids, even more kids come next time. Yeah. And what would you say a particular highlight from the pancake party was? Um, I think for me um, was seeing lots of like small children come with their parents and like we had a, um, a big parachute here in the middle and it was a really good time just like with people I'd never seen come into church before just playing with small children with this parachute um, and it was just a really good time of, of connecting with the local community and inviting people in. Yeah. Yeah. And what would you say uh, you've seen God doing? I definitely see, um, so when when I arrived in my position, the kids were really quiet, very um, calm, and like normally when you're in a B-Kids setting, the kids are like, yeah, woo, like during the challenges, and these kids were completely silent. Um, and I think after two years of, of pandemic and lockdown, um, they just didn't really know how to be in groups together. Uh, mm. And so we've seen them really grow in confidence over the last few months of, of being together and studying the word together and getting excited about what God's doing. Fantastic. Wow. Uh, and I, th- I think that's kind of same for all of us, isn't it, in terms of building confidence to come back into groups as, as well. Uh, I know with the Pancake Party, a lot of the children invited their friends and it was an opportunity to hear about faith. And one of the other things that you've been involved in as part of your Barnabas community is to help uh, adults explore faith in Jesus. So tell us a bit about MRC Community and Alpha and what you've been doing. Yeah, so um, MRC is a Mill Road community. 
um, and we meet at uh, Matt and Joe's in my house. And um, we have, over the last few months, have been reaching out to our street in particular, like giving out um, cookies and Christmas cards and things. Um, but we also were praying, or Matt specifically was praying, for us to have an opportunity to serve as community. Because um, we've been meeting together and reading the word, but actually we'd really like to serve together. And the opportunity to help run Alpha, or to run Alpha, came up, and we jumped at the chance. And so we had uh, 11 individuals come for Alpha, for the 10 weeks of Alpha, mm -hmm. and just really, um, ha some of them had uh, a little bit of Christian background, and some had none at all, and they just came in because they saw the signage, and they were like, this is everywhere, and so I think I'll come in, and we got to just journey with them over the course uh, of, of the different videos and things, and bringing up stuff about Jesus and the church and all this stuff, and um, there was really like good depth of conversation, and now there's actually a follow-up group that has um, started. So um, we're really excited to continue with them. Some of them have made commitments to be Christians, Fantastic. and some of them are just open to, to continue uh, getting that discipleship and that feedback. Brilliant. Thanks so much for sharing, Kelly. That's brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Great. Fab. Uh, and uh, as we've gone through this year, one of the areas that has really been on our hearts for a, a number of years and we've been exploring different ways of engaging is working with people who are in disadvantaged situations and I want to invite Helen up to share some of the ways we've been doing that. So over to you. Helen, what have you been, what have you been up to? Uh, well, um, one of the things that we were doing at the start of the year was uh, uh, running football sessions with the YMCA on Parker's Peace on Friday afternoons. Uh, and uh, which, which were being really successful, lots of people were coming, but round about uh, the beginning of this calendar year, yeah. we started thinking, well, you know, we've been doing this for 18 months, we know lots of people, but we don't get to know anyone really well, we're not building community particularly. And then, um, and things in the YMCA itself were not going well, and uh, our key person for the football, Lewis, um, announced that he was going. And, and we decided that we simply couldn't run the session safely without Lewis. Um, and amazingly, um, Romsey Mill, uh, who had been, one person had been coming to the sessions from Romsey Mill, uh, Romsey Mill got some funding and they said, well, we'll run the sessions. It's fine, we can bring extra people. So the sessions are still going on. Um, and uh, in a Christian way. Uh, so that's an amazing answer to prayer, but that leaves us in a period of discernment. Um, so are you going to ask me your second question? Need Phil to pop my microphone back up. That's brilliant, <laughs> thank you. Because I just wanted to say, it's, it is uh, um, fantastic to hear the kind of partnership that's developed and then that provision of... Romsey Mill being able to step in to take on the football with it's important it's such important work because it's with people who are asylum seekers in in the main isn't it getting that opportunity to come and play football so exactly. brilliant exactly. great so you're praying into what, what? next uh, yes but uh, but in the meantime uh, Lewis who had gone away uh, gave up his new job in a couple of days and came back to the YMCA uh, in a in a completely different mode uh, and he's now like 
I am. I want to transform the lives of young people. Wow. And uh, wow. so, uh, and I got back in touch with him and said, are you really back? And he said, yes. If you're not doing the football, what are you going to do? What are we going to do together to transform the wow. lives of young people? So wow. that was a sort of, that, that's amazing. Yeah. And um, at the same time, uh, we managed to uh, find that there is actually a Christian outreach um, bit of the YMCA nationally, <laughs> who had never been contacted by the East of England before. So uh, they are, they are um, helping us to uh, discerning with Charles, discerning what to do, uh, what to do next. But uh, it's amazing that the door is now having kind of started in a very faltering way, where people thought it was just a really odd thing to do. Uh, Romsey Mill are there, Youth for Christ are on the page, YMCA is on the page, Lewis is on fire, though not necessarily <laughs> for Jesus. Um, and, and so, uh, yeah, there's a big, um, it, it's amazing, and it's just, it feels like just when we were at our lowest uh, mm. and that everything had been cut from beneath us, yeah. that there's just so much bubbling up now that we just, we need to, we need team. We need to, uh, to, to yeah. just work out how to... We just need to get right into the hostel. We need to be in the hostel meeting young people. Yeah. Uh, and that's just since this is the nine, when I, I Zoomed with the guy from Christian Outreach and I said, well, I'm not really the right person to do this. And he said, every volunteer I know in the YMCA looks like you, Helen. Brilliant. So, Brilliant. so age is, is no limit. That's um, fantastic. So, so that's great. Good. So, uh, if as you've been listening to Helen, you think, "Oh, Helen, I'd like to find out more about that, and get involved." As you can see, we're at a stage of discerning what next within all that. Super exciting the way that God's opened up the door there. Do have a chat with Helen about that afterwards. Great. And uh, the other, the other work that you've been involved in is the fantastic Kids Matter, Helen. So, just a, a brief highlight or a description and a highlight on that. Uh, so, um, Kids Matter are—it's uh, it, a, a parenting program. Uh, which is run out of churches, but, um, but it doesn't have a Christian... It's based on biblical um, principles, but it, it is not a Christian program. And it is specifically aimed at disadvantaged families. People have to be referred to us. So we ran two courses online last year, and this year we, we ran a course uh, last term. Uh, and, and we've just been uh, building... It, it, it's much easier to build relationships with families. And we have most of our family, well, a great many of our families we're still in contact with. And indeed, uh, one family, very sadly, the parents separated this year. And both the parents separately contacted us. And we were the only people who were supporting the whole family. Wow. Uh, and right. that just was, it was very difficult, but it was an enormous privilege yeah. to be there and to be able to serve in that way. Fantastic. And I, uh, so, so good to hear. Thank you so much for reporting on all of that. Let's give thanks to God for what we've just heard there. Great. And uh, throughout the year, this year, since... Uh, since September, we, uh, with our Barnabas communities, have been out and about once a month uh, in the mornings, uh, 
serving different people around the city, sharing God's goodness with different people, and lots of new initiatives have started. Uh, And I wanted to invite Rachel up to share uh, what uh, has been starting over at Ditchburn Place. So, So Rachel, welcome. Would you like me to hold the microphone? If you just pop it a little bit that way. There you go. That's it. Wonderful. Thank you. When, when lockdown rules were relaxed last autumn, I was aware very much of the residents at Ditchburn Place, which is just across the road from here. It's sheltered, very sheltered accommodation. And I was aware how completely isolated they'd been during the COVID pandemic. The buildings actually, physically, had be, were in a state of refurbishment. So the number of residents was reduced. And when new residents arrived to live there, they were each living in completely isolated situations with meals brought to their front doors and no communal living at all. The residents had moved into this accommodation because they were deemed unable to manage on their own. But having got there, they probably found themselves in a greater state of isolation Mm. than they were used to, even if basic care was provided. They were in unfamiliar territory, just as we all were. Mm. I felt it would be appropriate to ask the council for permission to come with a small group to hold a monthly coffee, cake and communion service in the main lounge once it was open to residents and people were outside, and the council gave enthusiastic response, which was wonderful. So since October, a small group has met in the lounge. Jane Keeler is our leader of services and coordinator, and I believe it's been a time of enriching fellowship and friendship for all of us, as, and has been enabling for residents to get to meet and to get to know each other other better. I don't know whether Outreach Sundays will continue, but with the Tuesday Fellowship, a Christian group that was initiated by a resident 30 years ago about, um, under the umbrella of the social club, also meeting, I believe our faith has been encouraged and we can continue to learn more about our salvation and deepen our friendships. I pray that residents may come and not feel excluded by the regulars. I feel quite strongly about that. But I thank God for Andrew Payton, who lives there, and thank you too for Charles and Miriam, who live in Ditchburn, and I'm sure by just being a friendly face around there during their training as uh, Ridley ordinance. Brilliant. Thank you, Rachel, so, so much for sharing that. Thank you. Uh, that particular work has been slightly under the radar because it was needed to be a, a group of people who were gathered together and it was permission to go into Ditchburn. And I was really keen for Rachel to share that with everybody here today because I, I think it is such a wonderful work of seeing God building on the Tuesday Ditchburn Fellowship but bringing in a new aspect on the Sundays so that, uh, I understand that the last one, there were 18 people there who live at uh, Ditchburn who were able to share in that communion and to hear 
about Jesus. So it is wonderful, wonderful work. So Rachel, thank you for sharing that this morning. That was absolutely wonderful. So some, uh, so we've heard from uh, four people this morning. There's so many other things that we could share. Uh, for example, um, with, uh, with prayer, uh, we, in partnership with Christ the Redeemer over at Barnwell, uh, we, uh, l- this last term, uh, Kelly uh, had a week with Chris and the team there, uh, putting on a prayer spaces for the school, for Galford School. Now, what that meant was that 300 pupils got to learn how to pray to Jesus. I, that was a fantastic thing that happened uh, during this last term. Uh, also with prayer, we uh, embarked on our prayer walking during Lent. So we prayed all around uh, the city. Uh, with our discipleship, uh, our young people uh, led by J- uh, Jess have focused on discipleship in small groups. Uh, and also Jess has been working with a girls group uh, based out of Romsey Mill. Uh, and also has uh, been going in to do assemblies at St. Bede's. And with the, the extension of God's kingdom, we've, it's brilliant to report that Barnabas Bears, which was able to start back in person fully in the autumn, uh, 53 families uh, joined with there. And it's great to report that 90% of the people that come to Barnabas Bears haven't got connections with the church. So again, when at Christmas and Easter they gather together for parties, there's an opportunity to hear the Christian message of Christmas and Easter. And I want to honour Caro and all the team that serve Barnabas Bears with that fantastic work that goes on there. We've had a a coffee, cake and communion start uh, on a monthly basis on a Wednesday morning as a midweek gathering, and that's increased now to fortnightly. Uh, in the first term, we had Alpha online so that uh, we could connect with people that we couldn't do that in person. And it was uh, brilliant that Emily came to faith through that and we celebrated her baptism during that time. Uh, among our Barnabas communities, a community called Restore started with a specific emphasis on sustainable living. And it's the first of what I hope will be many communities that start with a particular cause in mind. Uh, And again, another commitment that we had to the Galford School was that in the build-up to Christmas, uh, Karen went over and together with Danny, uh, they conducted seven Christingle services for the pupils at the Galford. And again, that meant that 300 pupils got to hear about the message of Christmas. So I just uh, want to pause at this moment and to give you an opportunity to think, what are you thankful to God for this year? It might be something that you've just heard. It might be something that you have been involved in, either with your community as you've, or as if you've served on a team. So take a moment now in the, in the quiet to uh, just th- call to mind, what is it that you're thankful for before we move on with the rest of this time? As we bring those thanksgivings, we bring them to God because we want to give glory to God. As that, as that song says, I will boast in nothing else, no gifts, no power, no wisdom, but I will boast in Jesus Christ and his death and resurrection. What we're doing is wanting to reflect God's love and to uh, express God's love to people. So or everybody that shared this morning, we want to give glory to God. And 
we've emphasised what's been going on so far this year, but also, as Tim said at the beginning, we're in the kind of just in the last term of this academic year, so we still have some great stuff going on and some things coming up. Uh, we, I've referred several times now to the Galford School, and that's because we are in a an intentional partnership with Christ the Redeemer, uh, with Danny and the team over there. We have uh, a commitment, having sent out the plant team last summer, uh, to do more than simply keep in touch, uh, but to offer different resources and different time, and also to receive from uh, Christ the Redeemer too. So it is a really great commitment that's uh, working there as uh, Danny and the team uh, work with people in Barnwell. And on the 12th of June, we're celebrating that anniversary of the sending out of the plant team. And what we're doing is we're, having, we're inviting Christ the Redeemer to come here as well. I mean, we planned this in faith over a year ago. We said, uh, together with Danny, we said, we're going to have confirmations and baptisms on the 12th of June. We're going to celebrate the year of the plant and do that. So we booked it in the bishop's diary, and the bishop is uh, coming on the 12th of June, and we're going to have uh, young people from our church and well, different age people from our church and also from Christ the Redeemer. Uh, I think we've got over, across the two churches, over six people committed to confirmations and another at least four people committed to baptisms. And those numbers are me being, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, no, 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 not provisional. No, these are certain ones and I'm expecting that there'll be more than that. So I'm giving the lowest number that I can give. So I'm really pretty excited uh, about, well, I'm very excited because we can share people giving faith, their testimony in there. And as you've seen, we've got the sports, uh, summer sports and activity camp, camp to come. And again, that's based over in Barnwell, but it's for our two churches to, to work together on all of this. It's really good that the Lord has, is taking us into uh, working with different people. And uh, it stretches us, doesn't it? It takes us further on. And we learn from different people. And we can grow in faith and in confidence as we do that. Uh, we have uh, coming up as well the Platinum, Platinum Jubilee celebrations on the Saturday afternoon. Uh, we're going to be out and about at the front of our church. We've got a kind of uh, some fair ideas going on. We're going to be giving giveaways of ice creams and donuts. So we're going to have uh, bless our local community with fun and giveaways. I'm still trying to get change the name of the stocks thing, which is at the moment is going to be Chris and the Vicar. I'm not people throwing water at the vicar, Tim? I'm not, oh, anyway, but anyway, we're going to have a lot of fun that afternoon, whatever goes on, and it will be to bless our community around us. And prior to that, in the build-up to Pentecost, we're going to be engaging with the Thy Kingdom Come Prayer Initiative, which is fantastic. Um, on the Sunday of uh, the Platinum Jubilee weekend, that is Pentecost Sunday, and we will be celebrating Pentecost, but also giving opportunities for people to go out into their communities wherever people are having Platinum party lunches on that Sunday. So uh, that will be a great way to connect with friends and neighbours there too. I uh, wanted to let you know too that we're in contact right now with more schools connected with our church uh, to offer prayer spaces and also assemblies. So please pray uh, for that as we go forward with that. We're continuing to pray for peace in the war in Ukraine and to offer support to those great families who are hosting refugees. Uh, we're praying and gathering ideas to make a plan for how we can support people through the cost of living crisis. We want to do this in practical and visible ways. 
We're going to be releasing discipleship resources so that we can all grow as followers of Jesus, responding in action to what God is saying. Uh, We have our summer bears, Barnabas bears party coming up and two more impact Sundays before the summer holidays start. So there's a huge amount that we have going on. And in the midst of all of this, I know it's still relevant to encourage people back into meeting together on Sundays. I had a conversation just a few weeks ago with a couple who came on a Sunday morning and they'd been back in Cambridge for two years and it had taken them until now to start looking for a church. I think it's really important for us to uh, re-establish that habit pattern, as our passage says, of, of not giving up meeting together. So I want to encourage people to join a Barnabas community and to come on Sundays. Martin Luther, who I rarely quote, I don't know why not, because it's a very good quote, but here we go. Martin Luther said, At home, in my own house, there is no warmth or vigor in me. And in the church, but in the church where the multitude is gathered together, a fire is kindled in my heart and it breaks its way through. I certainly know that from my experience of being on my own during pandemic and now coming back in and being able to meet with all of you and, that, and coming back into community's life as well on Impact Sunday, just having that celebration and that kindling of that fire within us. And we need to encourage each other to do that. So do encourage people to come back to church and also to get involved in teams on Sundays. That's a great way to meet people to serve. One way that everyone can be involved is in gift day. And, our, and we have our next one next week. And this gift day comes as a regular planning of our finances. Uh, the PCC in November, when we meet, we look ahead to the coming year and we plan a gift day for the work of the church that takes place in this summer term. So it's thanks to the generosity of you in our church that last year we were able to employ Kelly as our part-time children's worker. And we're so grateful to God for this. As we come to gift day next week, I want everyone to pray. The more money that we see come in, the more we can do as a church, and the more we can bless people, the more mission we can do. So next week, our PCC, together with our PCC, we're looking to God to raise 50,000 pounds This will enable us to continue with our plans for this year, what you've already heard. And so as well as what I've mentioned, uh, this will include recruiting a part-time worship team leader. And this is to fill the gap that's been created by Matt's departure in January. Uh, We also want this money to go towards things like uh, windows to help with insulating our buildings better and to cover the cost of fuel bills. These last two, in particular, might seem quite mundane, but they are part of what we see as necessary during this year. So this gift day, it's very much like bringing the family finances to you and asking you to pray about how you can respond. I know that many of you, as I do, have a monthly standing order set up as part of your regular giving to the church. If that's you, please pray into bringing an offering of a one-off gift next week. I know that others give with occasional offerings, so please do get ready to bring that in, especially next week. And can I also encourage you to start the practice of monthly giving 
please consider next week as a great time to start that practice. Along with all of that, I'm conscious that everyone is facing the pressure of changing financial circumstances. And what I want to say clearly into this is that I read in the Bible that each one gives as they're able. It's not under compulsion. So there's a joyful obedience to God in that. So if I think of one-off gifts that I've been able to give over the years, sometimes God provides so that I can give. Sometimes I can only give a little amount, but God does more with that. At other times, I'm able to give a lot. Sometimes God asks me to make a sacrifice, to stop something so that I can give. So there are lots and lots of different options, and I want people to be free to, gr- to step into the grace of giving this coming gift day. Pray, look at what you're able to do, and don't worry. God's got this. Everything we do as a church is reliant on God. Everything we have comes from God in the first place. So where I want to end this talk this morning is from this great prayer which the Church of England has created from King David's prayer in 1 Chronicles chapter 29. And the prayer is, Yours, Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the splendor, and the majesty. For everything in heaven and on earth is yours. All things come from you, and of your own do we give you. And I want to conclude with what David goes on to say, Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. We put our trust in God as we go through this year. I'll hand back to Tim now.